0: of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Stored studio. Bit my tongue there, John. I got so excited. This is The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney today, and this is your show, America. So call us up at 888 825 Five two two five, and if you like this show please consider subscribing leaving us a review wherever you're listening and sharing this with a friend john we just got some really cool data in from our listener survey and it's amazing to see how many new listeners came from word of mouth people yes, saying hey incredible. john you got to check out the show you got to check out the show and there's only a certain amount humans can handle in their life in the repertoire of podcasts and shows they listen I have to like four
1: hours a week i can listen to a thing exactly so Two of those hours, that people are murder. De-
0: they're saying, hey, Ramsey show, you're going to get an hour of my time. That means the world to us. And uh, we truly believe that these principles, while it can be entertaining to listen to the show, it can also change your life.
1: And we, one of the things we talked about in there was the word of mouth. It used to be, I worked with the same 25 people, and I might tell one of them over lunch or a couple people about, hey, man, I I did something crazy. I paid off all my debt, right? And they're like, what? Like... That used to be word of mouth. Now you can just listen to a podcast episode. And if it's meaningful, you can just text it to 25 different people. Yeah. And so it's expanded this idea of word of mouth, or you can just forward the link of a YouTube clip or a YouTube episode to your mom or to your friend or whatever. And so it's a, the ability to send these episodes out. So if you, if you listen to an episode, if you watch an episode and it, it's meaningful to you, it, it's impactful. And you think, man, this would really, my mom needs to hear this call. Send it to her. Forward it on to her, man, and bring everybody in our, into our weird little gang.
0: It's a party. We love it. Grateful for you guys. This is your show. Let's get to it. Tanisha is with us in Washington, D.C. to kick off this hour. Tanisha, welcome. How are you doing?
2: Hi.
3: Um, I'm okay. How are you?
0: We're doing well. How can we help today?
3: Uh, so, to make it plain, I am bored at my job. I want to fix <laughs> immediately.
1: Thank you for your answer. Tanisha, me too. Me too. No,
3: you're not. You guys are loving your job. I it's know. Nice I am having a good time. Good.
0: Okay. No. So you're bored, you want to get out of this thing?
3: Yes. And um like I work from home and I am like pulling my hair out, but I have a second job and um I I, I got it because I started the, the, the baby steps, so I'm paying debt. So I paid my credit cards off and now I have student loans. But the career I want to go into, I have to get a masters. So I'm like, do I take out more debt or do I wait? What's the or, job? I don't know what to do. Um, What was the question?
1: What's the job you want to go do?
3: So I want to either do school counseling or be a social
1: worker. Excellent. Excellent. And what do you do now?
3: Um, I'm a research assistant right now in For, cardiology.
1: A cardiology. A cardiology research, a research mm-hmm. assistant. Um, yeah. So here's what I would do if I were you.
0: Well, George, tell her the sad news. The sad news is, I would not take out any more student loans, and you'll move at the speed of cash. I
1: need to get out
0: now. Ever, ever, ever. I know. Which means this may be a two-year journey instead of a now journey.
1: Or let me tell you, let me tell you what might happen. So let's do this. Let's say from this point forward, Tanisha is a person who never borrows money. It's just not on the table. This is not who I am. What that means is now Tanisha is a person who figures crap out. I will figure this out. My first bachelor's degree, master's degree and PhD, all loans, all loans. Same with my wife, Mm -hmm. lots, six figures, lots. Then we said, never again. And so in my next job, uh, they had a benefit where I could get one class. And then I went and said, hey, I got these professional development. You pay to send me to a conference every year. What if instead of going to that conference, that, that, that dollar amount's about the same as a class? Can I trade you for that? And my boss was like, yeah, that's fantastic. And I said, it would be more of a benefit. That's great. And so I would love to see you go apply at hospitals that might pay for you to go get a social work degree, that might pay for you to go get a nursing or might pay for you to go, that is going to support you in that journey, not make you go into more and more and more debt. I would love to see you get on the phone and see if you can make that happen. I think you can find that per- that place.
3: I'm afraid of that though. I know because <laughs> I don't know if they're going to help.
1: Are you more afraid of uh, being told no? Or are you more afraid of I'm, being completely that just, chained to debt?
0: It's a worst case scenario though they say no, well, we can't do that, and you go all right, all right, well, cool, shake it off, have fun. <sighs> so, what's it going to cost to go to an affordable program in your area or online?
3: Um, if I go to uh, community college, it'll be like thirty three. If I go to a private school, like Liberty.
0: It'll be like 37. So
1: 33,000 total. Wait, hold on. 33,000 at, at a community
3: college? Yes. You were yes. out of your mind.
0: It is not
1: right.
3: I'm not kidding. I, I, the, I, this, well, master's they're, degree. They're they don't have master's
1: degree at community college. Well, the the one
3: that I, where I, where I am, there is the a master's degree for uh, school counseling. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If I were yeah. you, I'd get on the okay. phone with local school districts who are so desperate for mental health professionals and teachers and I would see if there's a possibility that they would hire you and help you get credentialed.
3: Were really? we at a school? I never thought of that.
1: A hundred percent, yes. Like schools are struggling all over the country to keep people. Mm-hmm. And okay. you might have to leave D.C. because D.C. is really, really, really expensive.
3: Yeah, I, I stay with my parents,
1: so I, know. I can't even afford to be on my own. Well, it may be time to start looking across this great country and figuring out another place to go. But again, since you're a person who never borrows money, you're a person who has to figure it out. And figuring it out means we have to do stuff that we didn't plan on or want to or think that would be great, but that's what we're going to do because we don't borrow money. That's just who we are. We choose freedom
0: over everything else. How much more debt do you have left?
3: Um, I have 65000 in student loans.
0: And what was the degree in that you got?
3: Sociology.
0: Okay. And that's all of your debt?
3: That's all of my debt. I just paid off my um, credit card a couple of months ago.
0: Awesome. And what are you making?
3: Uh, combined with both jobs, about 50000 Okay. That's um, after my paying taxes and everything. At least that's what I made last year.
0: And so living with your parents, your expenses are super low?
3: Yeah, I pay like $300 in rent right now.
0: That is a blessing. Let's take advantage mm-hmm. of that. Knock this debt out as fast as we can, and then cash flow the most affordable program that we can do. And like John said, there's so many ways, and it's going to be cre- you're going to get super creative and go. Oh my gosh, I had no clue that they would be willing to pay for my education and see if you I can find you
1: a- an online program. I know. Hey, here's why: because we love you, and here's the other reason: I don't want you to put thirty-six thousand dollars of debt on top of the sixty-five you already have. And then make be oh a hundred to hundred and ten thousand dollars, making sixty grand as a social worker. You know why? Because I know them. Those are my friends, and they can't breathe. And it
0: takes the fun out of social work and the dream that you had. <laughs>
1: There's not a lot of fun in social work now. It becomes but, I got to pay the bills. How am I going to do this? You can't serve somebody else. You you can't save somebody from. Uh, you can't pull them out of the ocean when you're drowning true right and so my friends who are mental health professionals and it's almost my entire community who owe crazy amounts of money they can't breathe don't add yourself to that number love those future clients enough to go in with non-anxiously i don't owe any money now i can
0: really jump all in i'm george Campbell, joined by dr john deloney you're listening to the ramsey show Open phones at 888 825 5225. Mariella joins us up next in Lexington, Kentucky. Mariella, welcome to the show.
4: Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. How can we help today?
4: Well, there's a ton of things, but the main concern right now is my husband has been. Lying to me, and we've been working through baby step number two. But he's been hiding like financial purchases that are really big, or have how is he up, hiding you know. them? Um, well, this past week I found out that the vehicle that we have been paying hundreds of dollars in this month over a thousand in repairs. Um, He had put a lien on it um, several months ago, so we couldn't even scrap it this month, um, which we're down to one car now. Um, And so that was one of the bigger lies recently.
1: Why did he put a lien on his own car?
4: um, He's been... He told me... Did he
1: borrow against it? Like the equity out of his car?
4: That's my understanding. Like he got a certain amount of money. And then this is when we were starting to work together on the baby steps. He said that, um, we paid off some things using that money. Cause I was asking him, where did it go? Like, why would you do that? But he said we, he didn't feel like we had any money. And, um,
1: I so he went to one of those payday lenders, lenders who said, we'll give you $3,000, but I'm holding the title of your car. Like a title
0: max looks like an old pizza hut. One of those places.
4: I just learned all of this wow. not very long ago. And so oh. we we had also um, had, like, similar things happen in our relationship, like with Lowe's. Um, he spent thousands that I didn't know about there.
0: Too. At Lowe's? Yes. What's like he one, buying?
4: Well, I talked to them not too long ago um, because I received something in the mail, um, that was how I found out in the first place, was the cards in was originally primarily in my name because we got, this was way, like years ago when we first got married, we got a washer and dryer. Then recently, like he purchased a lawnmower that was for him to use at his grandparents' house, um, and it was like $6,000, and I didn't Goodness even know gracious. he bought it. And then, but that's almost paid off. That's the promotional purchase, and there's about nine thousand in just random less than two hundred ninety nine dollars items. They told me we
0: need to come to Jesus meeting tonight, and we say everything gets put on the table. Hold on, I I would say George before that. Walk her through how she can pull her credit report and find out what's out there. Yeah, you can pull your credit report for free annually. Mm -hmm and it'll tell you every piece of debt that is owed to your name. And he needs to do the same. Here's what Here's what
1: I think, Mariella. Can I just be honest with you? I don't want to be alarmist, but I can be honest with you. Okay. I, I think this is real bad, is what I think. And either he is a bumbling goofball of a ding-dong who just is walking through life like a three-legged turtle, or he is a very deceitful person who is spending money on all kinds of things and lying to his wife's face. And when that happens, it's very rare that they're not hiding some sort of addiction or some sort of other person in the relationship. And I'm not telling you that to freak you out. I'm just telling you this is what we do for a living. It is rare that somebody just keeps blowing up money and spending $6,000 for a mower for your grandparent? What are you doing? You know what I mean? I mean, that's just madness. And that tells me there's somebody who's out of control.
4: If it's, it's okay, I was just going to tell you. Yeah. The backstory to that was kind of his, um, he lost his grandfather who was essentially his father figure. Mm-hmm a couple years back and um, i think part of it is like in his mind he feels responsible to take care of things for her
1: totally get that totally get that
4: so i think that's kind of where that came from and i was getting to where i could forgive that and i was we were working together i thought so now i'm at square one again cuz i'm like you tell me you're telling me the truth and then you're not
1: well, and that, i but, don't but, know what but to there's be. also a difference between i need to take care of my grandmother and I have to spit on and completely dishonor my wife. You don't have to do one to do the other. I can completely honor my grandmother and get on Craigslist and buy me a mower that barely runs that will get the work done.
4: She did have a push mower, I believe. It's just...
1: I know, I know. I Here, know. Here's he, the thing. Can yeah. I, how long have y'all been together?
4: Five years,
5: approximately.
1: At some point, and that doesn't have to be today, at some point you're going to have to stop defending him because you've been defending him for a long, long time, right?
4: Right. You have
1: an answer for everything I'm calling out. And George and I are both husbands. We know how this game works. Mm-hmm. But you you're, you, you, keep defending him and defending So you can defend him all you want till the end of time. But you can't breathe right
0: now, and George and I can both hear it he's broken your trust. And that is the foundation for any relationship. And it's going to take a long time to repair. And it's going to take even longer if he continues to make these financial mistakes without talking to you. And even if he explains it, you get a vote. And right now you haven't had a vote in this relationship, have you? It's always been him going, well, you don't understand. I'm doing the, I'll figure it out. I got it. Don't worry about it. And you're going along with it, right?
4: Well, before, he had, like, complete control over everything money-wise because I didn't have a job because I had
1: nope. two that is small a- kids. No, but now- that's not – hold on. He doesn't get the money because you don't have a job. My wife stays at home. She works, um, but she stays at home, and we do this thing together. That's not a reason.
4: Well, now it's not that way, um, and he did come to a point where he said, okay, you – have a turn and you try it. Like he wanted to let me see if I could do a better job because we both knew it wasn't working with him making the financial decisions. So
0: he's been I in the been driver's seat it. long enough, and he's been crashing the car. In fact, he got rid of the car. You and don't Then even he have handed the anymore. keys to you, and he, <laughs> he crashed another one. He went
1: and bought another one on credit. Hey, George was right. George is hundred percent. Tonight this ends. Tonight you have to look across the table and say. Um, you've been committing financial infidelity. You're violating our vows. You're cheating on me. And I think we get really obsessive in our culture about fidelity being one thing and one thing only, and it's intimacy with somebody else. And I think fidelity is my commitment to you. I'm all in is way bigger than that. He's cheating on you. He's stealing from you. He's lying to you. And at some point you got to say, hopefully it's tonight. You put a put a piece of paper down and you say this ends right now how much money have you borrowed in our family's name how much do we owe and where is it because man you made that one call to Lowe's and you made that one other call over here and you found out a whole litany of things
0: you shouldn't have to call Lowe's to figure out what your husband has been up
1: to no he should be able to pull out the statement and hand it to you here's how here's how bad it is but how dare he? You take a turn at the money, and they keep keep borrowing more money. That's wild. Well,
4: and I was going to say, I asked him the other day, like those kind of qu- kinds of questions, are you cheating on me? Are, what other money has been borrowed and that sort of thing? And he did mention another credit card, not like thousands or anything. It was like $300 or something. But at this I point,
1: at this point, I don't trust him. I want
0: to see his credit report. Well, I
4: don't either, so I don't know what to do. I I tell like him to, to bring together. his credit report
0: to the table. Both go to annualcreditreport.com. You can pull it for free. Both of you have to pull that. We're going to look at this thing with a fine-tooth comb, lay out a plan, and go, if you're not on board, this is not going to work. We have to have a different conversation. No more lies. You cannot continue this relationship on a throne of lies. It will not work. So I'm wishing you the best, Marielle, but you got you got some more cut out for you. I'm so sorry you're going through this. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Well, folks, your chance to win $3,000, it ends today. That's right. All month long, we've been asking you one question. What would you do with an extra $3,000? Whether that means paying off debt, putting a little extra toward your investments, paying off the house early, or planning something fun for your family, make sure you enter the Ramsey Cash Giveaway today is the last chance to enter to win the final $3,000 grand prize. And yes, real people win this thing. And it's uh, some of the most fun our team has is getting to contact them to let them know. And it could not be easier to enter. All you got to do is go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. It'll take you less than 15 seconds to enter. And it's uh, probably the easiest money you could ever win. Even easier than crypto, John. I've heard it's really easy. There's
1: no such thing that's easier than crypto. Crypto will save oh. us all.
0: Well, here's the best part. There's no purchase necessary. You don't have to buy any crypto, which is so great. And you do have to be eighteen or older to win. Sorry, kids. Tell mom and dad. So hurry up. Enter the Ramsey Cash giveaway today. Before it ends, Ramseysolutions.com slash giveaway. Let's go to the phones. Alyssa joins us in Fresno. Alyssa, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you.
0: Sure. What's going on?
2: Um, my question is, um, my husband and I are on baby steps two and four and we paid off all of our debt. Hold on. Whoa. I'm confused.
0: Hold up. Two. Is it two or four? How is it both?
2: We're on, we're on two. Okay. We were on four. Then we bought a car. So, uh,
0: okay. Alyssa,
1: what are you doing?
2: Okay. I know. Um, so here's my question.
1: <laughs> <On the laughs> You're home. like, I know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Next
2: kicking myself, but we're enjoying the car. So we'll get there. Um, Here's my question. We own a home here in California and my husband recently was given a job opportunity about two hours away at the coast, um, which would be fantastic for his career, for a stepping stone, future job advancement, things like that. Obviously the cost of living at the beach is much, much higher than where we are now. Um, but the quality of life we would have there would be way better than what we have now, I would say. We have some family in the area over there, and the climate is much better. Um, is it wise to keep our house as a rental here and move over there knowing that the potential is there for a long-term rental with like very little chance of actually owning property?
0: So you're saying we won't be able to afford a house, so we're just going to rent in the new right. location, keep ours as a rental?
2: Yes. What's the potential of like moving back here to retire
0: someday? I don't like making that big of a decision based off the potential for something.
1: Yeah. Do you own your house right now or are you still renting it? I mean you still you still have a mortgage on it?
2: We still have a mortgage, yeah.
0: Yeah. So would, how much equity would, do you have? I would sell it, yeah.
2: We have about a hundred and sixty five in equity. What's it worth? Four fifty.
0: Okay. So you got a big old mortgage on this thing.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. So what if we sold it and we got out of debt and we had our emergency fund and we began to save up for a down payment in this new location and started planting roots there? Or
2: That's our other option, Yeah.
0: yeah. I wouldn't keep it and be a long distance landlord because right now you guys are already broke and now what if it needs a new roof or the HVAC goes out, you're two hours away, and you have to pay up ten, fifteen grand for these repairs. Yeah, I see. It went from a blessing to, oh my gosh, why did we do this? We thought it was a good idea. Yeah, I would sell that and cut
1: your ties. And if this job is incredible, then um, that's, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. It sounds like, and by the way, it sounds like you're going. It just sounds like, I mean, you gave me all the reasons why you should go. So y'all are going. I would go in with our eyes wide open. And George just said something really important. I don't want you to miss it don't go into it saying we can never do you can you might have to squash this beach lifestyle for three or four years and really save and really scratch and really claw
0: but you can you can 100 percent. you can he's getting a raise right yes and i imagine you know the cost of living is higher but you're also going to have a higher income are you going to
3: work
2: yeah yes so i work here and i could continue to work remotely
0: What's income. your new household income going to be?
2: Um, it would probably be 8800 a month. No.
0: Your, that would be your take-home pay?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. And then what would your rent be?
2: Probably about 3500
0: That's a lot of rent.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: So my goal would be let's get in a home when it makes sense. And that means a 15-year fixed rate mortgage where the payment's no more than a quarter of our take-home pay. And so that means you've got to get that mortgage down below 3000 for this to make sense, which means saving right. up more down payment. Are we talking like a million dollars for a condo over there? What's the going rate?
2: Yeah, probably 800 for a condo or a million for a house.
0: Okay. So this might mean we got to get our income up ASAP and we're going to live on less than we make. We're going to put away... 10, 20, 30 grand a year towards this down payment, 50 grand a year towards this down payment. And in a few years, we're going to be able to get a house there. And it may be a condo or townhome because you're living in one of the most expensive areas of the nation. But you don't don't get a pass on math, which is unfortunate. I wish because we get so many people who live in big cities, expensive cities, and they go, this plan doesn't work. I'm like, it's especially not going to work if you avoid it and do what you want to do and your rent is half of your income.
1: So- Right. That's the important thing. You can, it's just going to take sacrifice. And the question you'll have to ask yourself is, do you want to live the beach life and go to the shows and go to all these things and do rad stuff and get right, buy depreciating assets with borrowed money? Do you want to be those? Or like, no, we want to buy a house. And so we're willing to sacrifice for five years. We're going to live kind of low key and we're going to do free things on the beach because it's so stunning and beautiful because we have one goal and that's we're going to buy a house. Man, you could do that you can do that it's just going to come at a cost the same as it's going to come at a cost if y'all choose to play and party and have fun it's going to come at a cost of you're never going to own a home and half of your income is going to be taken up with rent banking somebody else rich so that's you got a choice either way I know the choice that I think would be wiser over the long haul
0: for sure thanks for the call let's get a quick one in here from Robert in Syracuse Robert what's going on Robert
5: (laughs) thanks so much for taking my call hi guys
0: hey what up
5: uh, so, okay, I'll try to make this quick. Um, uh, I'm a father and a father of four children, husband, um, first, the first five years of our lives, we lived by ourselves in a little tiny hovel in upstate New York. Uh, I worked for the church. Um, I expected never to make too much because the situation we were in, uh, it was, a um, it was a decision we made so that we could serve the church and, and uh, we expect there to be very little when it came, when it came to money. Five years into the marriage, our parents moved into the area and they bought a house and they offered, uh, for us to move in, um, and, uh, enjoy the benefits of a multi-generational household, especially as our kids were getting older and we were homeschooling. And, um, it seemed like a really good idea at the time. And for the first few years, it went really well. Recently though, uh, there's been a lot more tension and, uh, especially the two women in the household, uh, about who's going to be, uh, head, head mom. <laughs> and, um,
0: bro, move out, my question Robert, is, move out. This is your wife and your mother-in-law.
5: Yeah. Your mom.
0: Move out. So her mom, my mom, My mom and my wife, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, move out.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's that was yeah. the question. Um, you got to find a place it, to live. It would mean saving up for a while, though. Because well, we you no, know, do it doesn't.
1: It, uh, it, it means you may have to reconsider because you've created a life. You've got four kids. Yeah. Y'all created a world that cost X amount of dollars. Yeah. And you want to serve... You want to work at small, rural, underprivileged, underserved churches, which is noble and good, but you've created a world where at this time in your life, that's not possible. Yeah. Because you got four kids. So it doesn't mean you're going to put this on for a long, long time because you got four kids growing up in tension so thick, they can't breathe. Yeah. And so it might mean you got to take another job. That might mean you got to leave upstate New York where it's expensive to live and find another, another place to live. Might
0: mean we got bunk beds stacked to the ceiling and it's a big old party in there.
5: We have that
1: already. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
0: they're used to it.
1: You you need to sit down with your wife this weekend. Y'all go out together, y'all make a plan, but you gotta get out of there and y'all gotta make some hard decisions, not about what you want to do, but what you gotta do with the reality that you have created for yourselves.
0: Thanks for the call, Robert. This is the Ramsey Show. This is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day comes from Luke 6, 27 and 28. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Benjamin Franklin said, love your enemies, for they tell you your faults.
1: Hey, before we go take a
0: call, I want to,
1: George, go back to that last caller. Um, Because I know we're going to get some internet grief about it. I think we have in, it's a cultural, I don't say it's a, yeah, it's a cultural problem where we've been told, follow your passions. We've been told, have kids. We've been told you need to buy a house. We've been told um, you should get a raise just for showing up. We've been told a bunch of things that if you lay them all out and do them all, they don't make, they don't work. It doesn't work. There's not a unified path forward. And so I've tried over the last decade to figure out what what is that path then and I keep coming back to this starting line over and over and over which is you have to choose reality the reality that sits before you and that reality might be I'm terrible at basketball it's not in the cards for me it's not going to happen and I can work and work and work, and work. it's not going to happen it's okay it's alright it could be I So you put a book in front of me and I I just I just want to pull both of my eyeballs out of my head, right? Fine. You're probably not going to be a content writer. And so if you have dreams of being a writer and you hate reading and you don't like practicing writing, you have to start with reality. If you've got four kids or six kids and you want to be a person of service, you've created a world that can't, you can't afford, right? So you go back to the New Testament. Paul says, if you have a wife, if you've got kids – Your allegiance has to be to them. It can't be to this other thing, right? So I think for everybody who's, I want this, but I want this, but I've got this, a starting place to being well and building wealth over the long term is being honest about where you are right now. That's why Dave says, pull out one sheet of paper and write down all your debts, smallest to largest. That is choosing reality, right? That's why a mental health professional, when you sit in and they say, how can I help you today, right now? And you lay it out there. The doctor says, where does it hurt right now? you got to start with reality. Otherwise, you just end up all over the place, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's just it's untethered feeling. I want this, but I can't have that. And then you end up with four kids stacked to the ceiling on bunk beds in your parents' house, and your wife and your mother about to stab each other to death, right? And dad listens to murder podcasts. they will never find the body. It's The whole thing's a mess. All because, hey, we, we have to be honest about the world we've created for ourselves, and we wanted to do job X, it's not going to happen. We've got to go, I got to go beca- work in IT. I got to start a yard business, whatever it is,
0: because this is my reality. And that's not a pessimistic or cynical take. No, it's a, be- it's, a free- it's freedom. It's freedom. It's freedom. And if you live in New York City, but you also really want to be a homeowner, it might mean you have to leave New York City. I. Am, you know what? I'm not
1: Brad Pitt. The chances Truth. of me being a lead romantic interest in a movie, zero, zero, so I can spend all that angst and all that energy, all that fighting, ah, or I can try to become the best character actor of all time. For, you know what I mean? I can own reality and be the best at that thing. You just sit on something important. You and I both talk to young people who, I, they, they just move to New York. I'm just going to live there. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna just, And they find themselves living in a three-foot-by-one-foot coffin that's a closet with a full kitchen and a bathroom and a bed in it and they're paying eleven thousand dollars a month for it and they can't move and you just got to back up and go what life and they want a yard and a dog too what you got you got to choose reality i I don't know if i could stamp that on the if i could tattoo that on every
0: person i come in contact with Mm -hmm. i think we'd have a healthier world well and the sooner that anyone whether they're young or old the sooner you realize that the less resentment you'll have later on in life. Yes. When you look back and go, oh my gosh, I wasted so much time, and what if and if I just had known, and if I just made that move. So the sooner you can look in that mirror with full reality, the good, the bad, the ugly, the sooner you can make the right path forward. Exactly. That's a good word. All right, let's go to the phones. Joshua joins us in Greensboro, North Carolina. Joshua, welcome to the show.
6: Hello, Mr. Lowe and Mr. Campbell. It's a pleasure to speak to both of
0: y'all. You too. What's going on?
6: Yeah. Um, I have a question. Um, my parents are offering me a car or to buy from them. I just got my license, um, like a week ago, I'm 17 and they're offering me, it's a 2003 John Dodge Durango. It's been very well taken care of and everything. They're offering it to me for $1,500 and that's like a deal. I I don't think you see on you know, cars. You days. it's a great deal, but, but I do have, um, some problems with buying it. It's For financially, it's a great buy, but I was just wondering, and I do have like some money history with my parents of so just like stuff that's happened and, and I'm wondering, should I just put that all aside right, and buy this car since it's a really good deal or like what I should well, do? What do,
0: you, what do you mean money history? Are there strings attached if you buy this car?
6: Yeah, like I'm afraid that if I buy this car, it's going to like come back to bite me later.
0: Tell sure. me what that means.
6: Like, Um, What has happened in the past?
1: What's happened in the past that makes you think that will happen in the future?
3: uh, I've
6: had problems with my bank account. Like I have my own bank account, and I've had my parents go in it before without telling me and taking money out of it. It they have replenished it. They did put it back. And I, and I told them directly, I do not mind if they put take money out my bank account. If they put it back, I just want to know I, so I know where my money is.
1: Hey, Joshua, and, what happened to you is not right. And I'm sorry. Mom and dad shouldn't steal money out of their kids' accounts.
6: And like, like I said, it's not a big deal. Hold on, hold on. It's a huge
1: I, deal. You're talking to a current parent and George is about to be parents. We're not going to take money from our kids. We're not going to steal from our kids. It is a big deal and it hurts when it happens. It it scared you, didn't it? And it violated the
0: trust that you have with
1: them. So you're learning a valuable lesson right now that I hope you never lose because all of the world around you is going to try to take this from you. And that is Joshua's trust in Joshua. That feeling in your gut this deal is amazing and i don't think it's right so one of my rules of thumb one of my rules of life is george and i were just talking about it. i like i have a guy and it, that's not a gendered thing it's like i've got i've got a friend and she is a <laughs> she's a cancer researcher if i have a question i i call her why she's brilliant i got a friend who is a um, trauma counselor if i got a question i call her got a buddy who's a banker i i, I don't even think about it But at the same time, I don't do any sort of business ever with people I don't trust. Period. Even if it's a good even if it's the deal of a century. Because like you said, it will come back and bite you. I think you know the answer, and I think it breaks your heart that your parents have put you in this position that you can't even take a great deal because
0: they're not trustworthy. Is that right? Yes, sir. Well, what'll happen is, and I think you smell this coming down the road, is they say hold on, no, no, we need money. We gave you a deal on that car. That car was worth $5,000. So really, you still owe us 3500 Or they take it back when you're going to college. Like, oh, we, hey, we need that car. We need our car back. Our car broke down. That was really our car. We gave you such a deal. It's not really yours. Right. You, you can tell these situations. You know what's going to happen,
1: rise. right, Josh? That, that's what I'm afraid of. And that's the exact reason why you shouldn't do this. Yeah. I, dude, I hate this for you. The, the one The one twist might be, If you got something in writing and I I understand how incredibly difficult that would be. But if you sat down with your mom or dad and said, it really scared me and it broke my heart when you took money out of my account and it made me lose trust, scared me and I'm afraid I'm going to buy this car and you guys are going to do something else like that again in the future. And I got some wisdom from some guys who see families hurt each other all the time and I'd like you to put in writing that that put move the title into my name. This is my car, and put in writing I'm selling this car to my son for fifteen hundred dollars, and he owns the title to it, so they can't come take it back from you. If you want to have that conversation? Then I'd entertain it. But that's a really tough conversation for a seventeen year old to have. May just be past to say the best to say thanks, mom, but no thanks.
0: That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to John Deloney, my co-host, all the folks in the booth keeping the show afloat, and you, America, thank you for listening. Until next time, spend wisely, save intentionally, and give generously. Hey, it's George Camel. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.